All right, welcome. It is the sports mashup number 89, December 14th, 2022. The beginning of the show, as always, into the associations, they call it. The people who like to think that they're fancy, instead of saying the NBA, they'll say, oh, the association, because most of the other leagues are leagues. Major League Baseball, National Football, you get the point. Uh, The NBA, renaming their MVP after Michael Jordan. They also had a bunch of other awards renamed, which I don't know. I I don't really have any thoughts on on this topic. Uh, Listen, I just don't know why, like, the year that Bill Russell passed, you decided to change it. I thought the finals MVP was what was named after him. I don't think they changed that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I think did you see the specs on his trophy, Jordan's? No, it's twenty three point six inches tall. It weighs twenty three point six pounds. Wow! It's got something. It's fifteen degrees, which is something. It's got six sides. The nameplate for all of his six championships. Going all out, huh? Yeah, it's all due to his career. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if there's a league that's noticeable or that there's leagues where the awards, you notice that they're named after something, is the Cy Young in baseball and every single hockey award, pretty much. So And college football award. Yeah, a lot of those too. Uh, so yeah, I don't, you know. I don't know. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement decision will now be made day before the trade deadline. Haven't really been reading too much up on this situation, but uh, seems noticeable that people are talking about it in the NBA. So, well, first they saying that they were going to like pass on or not discuss it, and now all of a sudden they're going to make a decision day for the trade deadline. Drop my pen. Yeah, I don't. I just haven't been paying attention enough to to know. Um, then you had Cade Cunningham for the Pistons to have season-ending surgery on his left shin. And uh, Mellow Ball due to return after an 11-game absence. Well, I'll say this about the Pistons. Uh, I think that they're, you know, they have plenty of talent. I'm looking for a mock draft here to see where they're at. Right now projected third spot in the lottery. Uh, which, you know, that's a weird spot to be in because if you're not getting the number one pick, which is going to be Victor Wimbanyama, who's supposed to be the next the next guy, the next uh, sure thing, the center from France, it's a lot of guards after that. Skew Henderson from the G League, both Arkansas guards with uh, Nick Smith and Anthony Black. Uh, so it's a weird spot to be in, especially since you look at the Pistons roster and it's Cade at the one and they drafted Jaden Ivey last year at the two. So, I mean, Brandon Miller, I think, would be a great fit there, the the small forward from Alabama. Uh, but there's a lot of guards in the top of this draft, and the Pistons wouldn't be great value to take a guard in the lottery in this draft. So I think the Kate injury probably is going to put them in a better spot. I don't know if they'll be able to get the number one pick, but I guess the lottery could go in their favor. But it's an interesting spot to be in for them. They could also get the center from Purdue. Well, I don't know if he's going to be drafted very high, if at all. Sure, he'll be drafted. Uh, I don't see him in any mock drafts. I think it's probably because if if this were 15 years ago, he would be. But 
I just don't think that the NBA has any room for a seven foot four center anymore. Because I mean, who's the tallest center right now? Probably Rudy. Yeah, somebody who's seven two or whatever. So I don't know. And then Lamelo, you know, I mean, hey, the Hornets—they're in the four spot right now. They're struggling right now. Even their coach said they haven't even been practicing because their their big four have been playing forty and thirty-eight minutes, and they haven't even been coming in. The young guys have been coming in doing some drills and stuff. The the older guys haven't been coming in to do much. Well, you got a big uh, lottery game tonight with the Pistons and the Hornets. Pistons seven and twenty-two. Hornets seven and twenty. So. Should be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go over to the NFL, the Week 14 recap. Uh, Thursday Night Football, you had the Rams beat the Raiders 17-16. to um, Baker starts after only being there, you know, a day basically. Leads a 98-yard drive under two minutes to win. Yeah, he did have some uh, penalties there that helped him on the drive, but you know, that with – do they only have one timeout or they have no timeouts? Uh, I don't think they had any timeouts. So, 98 yards and like a minute and 40. This is just a, a really bad reflection on the Raiders. It really is. Um, I mean, Carr was horrible. He was like 12 for something for with two picks. Yeah, and obviously Baker, great moment to come back and then do that. Um but, yeah, this reflects really badly on the Raiders and what they've been this year. Uh, just a disappointing team overall. And uh, I was surprised that they allowed – that, if, you know, if you're the Raiders, you allow that to happen. Especially with Baker only working with the guys, you know, for a day, the receivers. Yeah. You even have any sort of timing with them. And that's without – the Rams without Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson – just got to try to get lucky sometimes, and uh, it works out when you're facing a team that's as soft as the, the, the Raiders apparently are. That I mean, I would say that that might be up there with, like, loss of the year in terms of how bad it was. I think that that has to be up there, so I don't know. Uh, you had the Bills beat the Jets 20-12, to bad weather game. The Bills hit Mike White a lot. Flacco came in at one moment in this game. He got hit, too. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a bad game for the Jets' uh, offense in the weather, and the Bills survive a game that they needed to survive. Uh, I did see that the Jets are having Zach Wilson as their number two this week against Detroit. So Mike White going to be playing a little bit banged up probably from last week. If he gets hurt, it's going to be Wilson coming in instead of Flacco. I mean, that – one hit, he was really like bent in half. And even Pat Mackey said, he's like, you see, most of his quarterbacks, they have the big, you know, lower bot or stomach guards that make them look even bulkier. He said, I don't know if Mike White wasn't wearing one of those or if he had a thin one on, but I'm pretty sure next week he'll have some thick bulletproof jacket one on. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, then you had the Bengals beat the Browns 23-10. to 10. Uh, Browns looked worse with Watson. Uh, they aren't using their running backs much anymore. But Bengals are coming together. Yeah, starting to look like they did last season. Uh, not that surprising that the Browns look the way that they do. 
with a quarterback. You just insert a quarterback in week 12, it's probably not going to – or week 13, it's probably not going to work out the best. No, now they're trying to run an RPO offense with him, and he's taking the carries away from one of the best backs in the league. Yeah, it's not a good spot. Uh, he's not. He's not. He doesn't dump the ball very much to the running backs. The the Browns are another team that's not going to have their first round pick. So the the Browns, Rams, and uh, Saints. Not good, not good teams, and they don't have a first round pick. And the teams that have their first round pick, except for the Texans and the Browns. Are in a better spot. The Lions. I thought the Saints got Eagles. one from the Eagles. The Eagles have the Saints pick. Oh. I don't know if the Eagles have. I'm pretty sure that. I thought when they got that cornerback, they. No, that wasn't a first. I thought that was like a fourth or a third. It wasn't mm. enough. I think is how it was viewed. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Texans 27-23. Texans gave the Cowboys a scare, but they blow it late because they're the worst team in the league and. They want to guarantee they have the number one pick. I mean, tw- up 23, 20 on like the one, and they go for it instead of kicking the field goal, which still would have only made a six-second gain. But I don't have a problem with them going for it. I think there's a play call, and Driscoll seemed pretty confused because I'm pretty yeah. sure he turned the wrong way. Well, even the announcer said that they thought he went the wrong way. Yeah. And in that situation, I know that you don't really want to go shotgun on the one, but against that front, I think I probably would. Yeah. Um, the Lions beat the Vikings 34-23. Um, Lions are surging, and congrats to Jamison Williams. Makes his first snaps last week and then this past week. Gets his first catch for a touchdown, and that was the only catch he had. Yep. Uh Vegas knows best would be my thoughts from this game because we both looked at that spread Lions minus two and a half. We're like, that seems uh, questionable. Wasn't questionable. And I probably should have seen that coming because the Vikings, this is a team that is 10. As much as you talk down on their, on their defense. Probably should have seen this coming. Yeah. Yeah. And all like, this is a, the, the Vikings are 10 and three. And they have a negative one point differential, I believe, or like a plus yeah, one. Or something. That's like, a, come on, it's a negative one. Uh, yeah, that's the, just... the teams that have ten wins. The point differential: the Eagles are plus one thirty-eight, the Bills at plus one thirty-two, Cowboys plus one thirty-one, the Chiefs at plus eighty-six, and then the Vikings are minus one. That says all you need to know. Like if the if the NFC South wasn't so bad, the Vikings would easily be the worst division leader in the in the league is just their losses they've all been blowouts it's been like a very typical viking season and the fact that every single game is like the same except for a couple but like give the cowboys game that takes you know what 37 points right there uh then they lost to the lions by 11 so that's 48 and then they lost to the eagles by 17 so that's 65 yeah and then, like, their wins, they beat the Packers by 16. They beat the Lions by four. They beat the Saints by three. Bears by seven. Dolphins by eight. Cardinals by eight. Commanders by three. Bills by three. Patriots by seven. Jets by five. So they have, like, what? 
that I just one double digit win all season. It was over the Packers who stink and pretty much use week one as a preseason game. I mean, come on. That's not a great football team. It's not. No, and their defense is definitely showing. So, yeah. Uh, the Jaguars beat the Titans 36-22. The Jags was a shocking beatdown of the Titans after they – I mean, Derrick Henry had like a billion yards in the first quarter, and it just seemed like they stopped giving him the ball as much in this game. I believe he had 98 at half. Yeah. And he had two in the second half. Yeah. So, not a good spot. I mean, the Jags are playing well. Trevor Lawrence looks good. Zay Jones with that toe tap. Yep. Pretty good spot for the Jags right now. Where that pylon pylon cam really was nice there on the sideline of the goal line or the end zone. Yeah. To show that there was green between his foot and the out-of-bounds line. Because they don't have that angle. I think they make it incomplete. Probably, yeah. Uh, the Eagles beat the Giants 48-22. Eagles hit the gas and never looked back as they floored the Giants. Yeah, this was just the most dominant team in the league this year is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, They've done this multiple times to multiple teams. They did it to the Titans. It seems like ever since the game against the Packers, they kind of tightened it up defensively, uh, got a little bit more healthy up front. And they just dominate teams. I they even have three of their offensive linemen have a Christmas album coming out. Yeah, there you go. Even Lane Johnson, uh, Travis Kelsey, or not Travis Kelsey, uh, Jason Kelsey, and uh, Mayalata. Yeah, that's the guy they overpaid, for, or no, the Lions overpaid somebody from them. Whatever. Um, all right. Ravens beat the Steelers 16-14. Trubisky enters and throws three picks as Pickett gets concussed. And I believe that uh, Huntley got hurt in this game as well for Baltimore. Yeah, he did. Who is their backup to him? Uh, Anthony Brown, Oregon. Yeah, Yeah, that guy stunk at Oregon. But, uh, you know, I mean, the Steelers aren't good, I think. This is pretty much well-known, and the Ravens have been known to play pretty well with Tyler Huntley, at quarterback, and I know he got hurt, but they win the game anyway. I'm surprised Anthony Brown. What happened to old Duck Hodges? I think he's probably retired at this point. I thought he was, like, in their quarterback thing at the beginning of the year. I don't think so. I thought it was him, Trubisky, and Pickett. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And then you had the Chiefs beat the Broncos 34 to 28. Uh, Chiefs almost um, threw this away, but Wilson gets knocked out, brings in, uh, was it Ripken or? Uh, right? How do you Brett, Brett Rippon? Yeah. Yeah. And he throws, I think, at least one pick. And the Chiefs come out, but. Broncos gave him a scare. Yeah, this was one of those things where uh, where I think the Chiefs got up 27-0 and then really let the foot off the gas. 
Yeah, like this, uh, their point differential should be over 100. Yeah, they should have dominated this game by 30. But the Broncos stink anyway, so. And they were better without Wilson, probably. Maybe oh, not. He, he's the one who was leading the charge there. That's true. But then he had that knot on his head and looked yeah. completely out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Niners beat the Bucks 35-7. It was a beatdown from start to finish. And as I've said multiple times in this show, you know, the Niners, I think, are clear number two in the NFC. And uh, I said Purdy's a guy you can win with, and they did so. I mean, the Bucks' offensive line is atrocious. And when you have a quarterback that can't move, who's 45 years old behind it, it's going to be bad. So that's pretty much More or less, you just say Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith did, he, did he is the most penalized offensive lineman in the league. They, every time they get a big play, the Mike Evans holding, touchdown, yeah. yeah, holding seventy six yep. on the offense. But other than that, I feel like it's still not. I mean, you know, Jensen's out, right? And yeah, uh, he's been out a year, but Worfs is out. And it was last week though. Marpet retired before the Rashad White touchdown to win. He had thrown another touchdown holding Yep, on 76. Yeah, he's bad. And is definitely overpaid. Would have made my fantasy team or would have made my fantasy week a lot easier if I could have just gotten that Mike Evans touchdown. And Mike Evans, he's had seven straight or eight straight years of a 1,000 yards receiving. He's at like 805. He'll get there. So he's got four games. He just needs to get 50 yards a game. Yeah, he'll get there. They'll force it to him if they need to. Well, yeah, like how Gronk needed his yardage or whatever for his bonus. Yeah. Or was it yards or he just needed catches? I I think his was catches. He needed one more catch or something. Yeah. And Brady told Gabbert, hold on, I go run a play real quick. Yeah. Which I did see Gronk tweeted today. Saying if he was still there, they'd be undefeated. I doubt it. <laughs> but I did look this up. Um, I'll say after this next game. The Panthers beat the Seahawks 30-24. to uh, Panthers shocked the Seahawks. Uh, did not see this coming. Yeah, I, I'm in a pick em league, and I did pick the Panthers. But I don't know. I just felt like it, it was one of those things where the Seahawks were Definitely overplaying the expectations or outplaying or outperforming and not as good as their record. And the Panthers' offense with Sam Darnold has looked a lot better. Uh, They've been able to move the ball. Their defense has never been that big of an issue this season for the most part. So I feel like this was coming at some point. I think it was Sunday morning. I was playing COD with some buddies, and he was like, I don't know how this guy's even doing that good. He's got Geno Smith at his quarterback. I go, you have Russell Wilson and Mike White as your quarterback. I'm like, Geno Smith has had way better season than both of them combined. Yeah. Well, if Mike White was playing, he'd be the MVP. Geno Smith this year has 30 touchdowns. In his first eight seasons, he only had 29. Yeah. He's been great, but I don't think that this team's a real threat, if we're being honest. So my point to this though, was the NFL or NFC South. You got the Falcons and Panthers both at five and eight. The remaining schedule for the Falcons is they play at New Orleans, at Baltimore, and then finish out with the Cardinals and the Bucks. The Panthers play the Steelers, 
and Lions at home, and then go to Tampa, and then go to the Saints. The Bucks play home against Bengals at Arizona, home against the Panthers at Atlanta, and then the Saints are four and nine, and they play the Falcons at Cleveland, at Philly, and then against the Panthers. So people keep saying like the Bucks are in. The Panthers could easily hop them, as could the Falcons. Yeah, I still think the Bucks will find a way to get it done. Uh, but I, do I mean, yeah, the Falcons are playing worse. So if anything, I would say the Panthers have a better shot to win that division. Than the Falcons, yeah. I mean, the Falcons do have Desmond Ritter as their quarterback the rest of the year because Mariota's hurt. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but I also will say that whoever gets out of there is going to get destroyed by the Cowboys. So, and he's the rookie from where? Cincinnati. See, I mean, the Bucks this week against Bengals. Yeah, that's. I mean, this week and who do they play next week? They play at Arizona. They could lose both of those games because I think Arizona is better with Colt McCoy, but I think they'll probably beat Arizona. And then you have that matchup between the Panthers and Bucks that could be a big swing game. That at, that's at Tampa, right? Yeah. And they already the Panthers beat them early in the year, right? Yes. Uh, was Matt Rule still there when that happened? I don't remember. Or wait. I remember that game was like twenty-one to seven or something, wasn't it? Twenty-one to three. Uh, that was one, two, three, four, five, week seven. I think that rule might have been gone by then. I don't remember, though. Yeah, so they, they lost three in a row there. They beat the Falcons, and they lost to the Steelers, Panthers, and the Ravens. Yeah. But All then, right. Then you got the Panthers playing the Saints to end it at New Orleans, and then the Bucks playing Atlanta. It's going to be interesting. Who gets the invite to lose to the Cowboys probably is what that is. But hey, I Bucks, guess you never know. Bucks beat them already. Yeah, but, you know, that was week one. Yeah. But Godwin's, Godwin still wasn't Godwin. Well, the Bucks offense was running at some sort of normalcy by that point. That hasn't really been the case since. And the Bills sign uh, – uh, what's it? Cole Beasley from the – our Cowboys practice squad to come back to Buffalo. And the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, so now where does OBJ stand? Nowhere. That's where he stands. He stands nowhere because he's not playing this year. Yeah, I think him I think him not working out at all for any of those teams, it hurt him. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he's not healthy enough. Uh, Sunday Night Football, the Chargers beat the Dolphins 23-17. Herbert outduels Tua in a showdown of 2020 draft choices, fifth and sixth picks, I believe. Uh, Tua looked lost, man, three for 17. Yeah, I mean, he's still hurt from something, but, yeah. Herbert 39 for 51. Yeah. I mean, Herbert's as talented, like that 2020 class – a ton of talent, but Herbert is probably as talented as any of them, if not the most talented out of that class. So, I mean, the coaching has definitely been an issue for him, but you see games like this and you're like, Jesus, this guy. Who are the other quarterbacks out of this? Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and. Was Hertz in this? I think he was, but he was like a second round pick. 
Let me look here. Uh, yeah, because if two was in, then Hertz or was yeah Hertz was at Oklahoma. So it was. Let's see. It was Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason was a fourth round pick. So yeah. Don't you wish your Packers would have scooped up Jalen Hurts instead of Jordan Love? Hindsight, yeah, but they're also 27 picks apart, and, uh, you know, what can you do? Uh, and then uh, Monday Night Football, you had the Patriots beat the Cardinals 27-13. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray tore his ACL third play of the game. Uh, in the second half, the Patriots' defense showed up. Yeah, not good for Arizona. Uh, I always kind of think that Colt McCoy gives him a better chance to win in certain spots. I mean, they were just getting ambushed all night. Yeah, I mean, they were up 13 to 10 at half, and then it was just an onslaught. He, he, Colt uh, got sacked six times. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots kind of controlled this one. Arizona is not a good football team. DeAndre Hopkins fumble. He didn't even get it hit out. He, he's just holding it out all weird, and when he got hit, he just dropped it. Yeah. He can get hit at one point in the game where another either a guy hit his shoulder pad or something and he lost the dreadlock. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, Cardinals, I'm pretty sure, done. Yeah, I would say that that's it. I don't really know where they go from here because you're not going to have Murray back until probably halfway through next season. And then, I mean, if the Patriots – Went out. You don't know where they sit. Yeah, I. I don't know. I almost wonder if the Cardinals make a coaching change. I don't know. Feels like Colt McCoy is going to be auditioning to be the starter next year. Before right now, gets back. Right, right now, New England's sits at number seven in the AFC. Right behind the Dolphins. Yeah, lots lots to be figured out there. Lots to be figured out. Um, Let's see who New England plays the rest of the year. They play the Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. So, I mean, if they beat the Dolphins, they beat the Raiders and Dolphins, that Bills game is uh, much needed. Yeah. Depending on what the Dolphins do as well. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, shift over to golf here quickly. Uh, you had the match last Saturday under the lights. Uh, winners were Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. They dominated this one pretty much start to finish. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Tiger, they were trying to say that Tiger looked good and blah, blah, blah. I mean, just every time he got out of the cart, he looked horrible, limping around. Yeah, not great, not great. Then I'm like, I quit watching after they had like the the hole where you the one club challenge hole or whatever, and you couldn't use the same club as somebody else. Yeah, I think that stuff's kind of stupid. And after, he hit a five iron, and he like tried cutting. I saw that the yeah. short path or whatever. Yeah. And I think Justin Thomas birdied it, and he did it with a 
five wood. Yeah, I saw that. All right, he might think he parred it, unless it was a par five. He hit hit over the green, chipped onto the green, and then putted it in. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll definitely have more golf to discuss. I did Justin Thomas getting Charles Barkley good the whole time was comedy though. Yeah. Because he kept saying Alabama University and Bob and everything. And Justin Thomas was like, no, it'd be a real insult if you would actually say the name right. If you would actually say the University of Alabama. Yeah. He's like, but I understand they don't teach much at Auburn. (laughs) Once again, true. Uh, And this weekend you have what is it, the PNC? Yeah, PNC Championship. The the father son or father kid challenge. Yeah. And which. I'm excited to see this. So with Charlie Woods being another year older, bigger tiger did say at the match that Charlie outdrove him the week prior. Not surprising. And now John Daly Jr. Can't play in this, I believe. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you have just Thomas playing with his dad, I don't see, unless it's because it's for money. John Daly Jr. can't play because he's in college, or I don't know though. Uh, all right, let's uh, do the college. Yeah, our basketball. next next golf tournament is until January fifth. Yeah, Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, let's do college basketball. Let's do the top twenty-five from the AP first. Then I'll kind of do my own little thing here to yeah. discuss how much I disagree. Uh, Purdue moved up three to number one. Virginia up one to number two. UConn up two to number three. Bama up four to number four. And Houston down four to number five. Tennessee up one to six. Who did Houston lose two to drop? Alabama. Uh, Texas down five to seven. Kansas down two to eight. Arizona up one to nine. Arkansas down one to ten. Um, Baylor up one to eleven. Duke up three to twelve. Kentucky up three to thirteen. Indiana stays put at fourteen. Gonzaga up three to fifteen. UCLA up three to sixteen. Mississippi State up six to seventeen. Illinois drops one to eighteen. Auburn drops eight to nineteen. Maryland drops seven to twenty. Uh, TCU up three to twenty-one. At twenty-two, you got Wisconsin, who was not ranked. Ohio State up 2 to 23, Virginia Tech not ranked at 24, Miami not ranked at 25. And it's not like these polls matter that much this time of the year cuz they don't. No, I would say though in these first 3 weeks of ball, this is the most of top 25 has really moved this much. Yeah, there's a lot of movement. Um but I did write up my own little top 24. I mean, every team in the top 25 moving except for Indiana. Yeah. Um, but I have a bit of a different stance in terms of who number one should be. You think Virginia should be one? I've actually switched that. I have UConn number one. I was going to say that because I saw your tweet and I was going to be like, why is UConn not one? Yeah, UConn. Definitely. I had to go over the numbers again and really think, okay, yeah, UConn should be number one. They've just steamrolled just about everybody. Uh, Then my number two is Purdue, three Virginia, four Alabama, five Houston, six Arizona, seven Tennessee, eight Kansas, nine Baylor, 10 Texas, 11 Arkansas, 12 Duke, 13 Gonzaga, 14 UCLA, 
15 Kentucky, 16 Indiana, 17 Illinois, 18 Mississippi State, 19 Maryland, 20 Auburn, 21 Ohio State, 22 Wisconsin, 23 Memphis, 24, of course, Charleston, and just missing the cut, Miami, TCU, Virginia Tech, Arizona State, West Virginia. Okay, you stopped at 24. Yeah, I wanted to be different. Um, but I'll also say this. I wondered why on the dock you put 24 and I changed it to 25. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Um, a lot of these, this AP poll especially is based off of, you know, week-to-week movement. Mine's just, you know, after pretty much over a month of the season. So I'm probably and, not going to do another one for like a month or two. Yeah, but You just didn't want to put the ACC teams in there. It's all right. Well, I got uh, I got Duke in there, and uh, I met the two who made it in the top twenty-five. That you had, tech, yeah, you had at your twenty-five spot. Well, I don't really. I I wanted to put Charleston in there, obviously, because they deserve some shine. They've been very very solid. Um, I didn't want to put Auburn in there, but their met- metrics are too good to keep them out. Uh, Ohio State probably too good offensively to not put in there, but yeah. Maybe the ACC will get back in there next time, but we'll see. Uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, the Giants add Ross Stripling uh, to pad the rotation. Two-year, $25 million deal. Uh, also, the Dodgers just signed Noah Syndergaard to a one-year deal while we're recording, so we got that to, to throw out there. Uh, <laughs> shortstop Carlos Correa signs with the Giants. 13 years, $385 million. It's just like Teams don't care about long-term deals anymore, I think, would be the trend of this one. Because you got Bogarts getting 11 years. you got Trey Turner getting 11 years. Correa getting 13. He'll be 41 when this deal's up. Judge getting nine. He's 31 years old. Like we talked about, he'll be 40. Turner and Correa will both be 41 at the end of the years. Correa also be – that's the fourth largest guarantee in MLB history behind Trout. Mookie Betts and Judge, and it's the largest shortstop now, surpassing Lindor's deal from was it last year, two years ago? Lindor got that big deal, two years, I think. So, yeah, he passed out, so he's now the highest paid shortstop. And Xander Bogarts will be 41 as well when his deal's up. So, yeah, so they now don't what, care what leads that the top free agents? Is it still catchers Vas- Vasquez, Sanchez, and Hedges? First base is Trey Mancini, Guriel, and Bell. Bell signed with the Guardians. Hmm. Uh, second base, Segura, and Hernandez, and Frazier. Shortstop, just Dansby Swanson and uh, Elvis Andrus now. Jose Iglesias. I was going up this one that had Cray on it before well, he signed. He's better than anybody on there other than Dansby. Uh, third base would be... Uh, Turner, Drury, and Wendell. Uh, D.H. Martinez, Cruz, and Carpenter. Left field, Benatendi, Brantley, and uh, Profar. Which I wouldn't mind the Cardinals signing Profar. Yeah, maybe. Just because, I mean, he's a speedster, he's a utility guy. Well, I guess uh, Brendan, Brendan Donovan. Uh, center field, Kiermaier, Duval, Naquin. Right field, Conforto, Myers, Calhoun. Uh, pitchers were Brodon, Singa, which I believe signed with the Mets. Mets, yep. Bassett, Eovaldi, Eovaldi, and now center guard signed. 
Yep. And relief pitcher was Chafin, uh, Adovino, Smith, Lugo, and Knugel. Yeah. Uh, and then you had a three-team deal with the Braves, A's, and Brewers where a couple prospects go into the A's in this deal. Manny Pena from the Brewers to the uh, to the Athletics. Then William Contreras to the Brewers. They get a new catcher in this deal. And the Braves get Sean Murphy, who was pretty much one of the biggest talked-about trade names on the market in the offseason. And uh, they wait patiently. The Cardinals back out. They go get Wilson Contreras. And then... The Braves jump back in and they get uh, they get Murphy for a very low price. Uh, they gave up a lot of picks though, in between well, all that. What the A's initially wanted from the Cardinals was way more than what the Braves gave up. Yeah, they got like the number one and six prospect from the Braves and like the eighth prospect or something from Milwaukee. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see how that I can't goes. believe Atlanta got rid of Contreras. I mean, he just was an all-star. Yeah, really good year. Yeah. I mean, now at least he's still going to Milwaukee. He's not going to Oakland. Yeah, that's true. Good for him. Uh, in the now, he, gets, he gets to play his brother way more. Yep, a little rivalry there. Two Contreras's. Two Contreras's. That, first, that first series, they'll, they'll be handing the cards probably out at home plate together. Yeah, and neither plays for the Cubs. Two Contreras in the NL Central. Neither of them on the Cubs. Uh, the NHL, Alex Ovechkin gets his 800th goal, third all-time now. He's one goal behind Gordy Howe, and I believe, what is it, 94 behind Gretzky? So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I think he, he probably passes him if he stays healthy. He's definitely going to pass uh, Gordy Howe, obviously. He's one behind him, so. Yeah. He'll be second all time before you know it. And he came into that game last night with what? 797 and had three. So just play the Blackhawks every time you'll score a ton. I only thought he'd swim behind. I didn't know he I didn't know he had a hat trick. Yeah. Uh then the NHL stat leaders through December 13th. Points, Connor McDavid, 59. Goals, Connor McDavid, 26. Assists, Connor McDavid, 33. No surprises. Uh, wins leader in net is still Linus Olmark, which I believe I pronounce his name differently every week. I think it's Linus Olmark. Uh, 17 wins. And then uh, new save percentage leader. He's got back-to-back shutouts. Ilya Samsonov, who 939 save percentage. Going into the offseason last year, he was kind of viewed as like, eh, not as good as he once was. Not really living up to the potential. Still pretty young, coming from the Capitals. And then the Leafs bring him in, and it's like, okay, that's kind of a steal. Because the Leafs, questionable moves in that people have viewed it that way. But it's paid off. Murray and Samsonov have been solid. The Leafs are on a tear right now. So, yeah, he's back-to-back shutouts to get you to the top save percentage. Is Murray the guy who used to be the goaltender for uh, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. And he's been, you know, pretty rough the last few years, especially in Ottawa. But uh, he was hurt, and now he's back, and he's been solid as well. And then the team points leaders, the Bruins, 23-4-1, 47 points there. So, all right, college football and just awful, awful news with with uh, with Mike Leach passing away, the Mississippi State head coach, offensive guru, the air raid offense, well ahead of his time, a legend, a pioneer, you know, great personality, one of the greats, and uh, 
rest in peace. Obviously, top, you know, untimely, 61 years old. It's not that old. So, yeah, and I thoughts see, to his family in the program. I did see the uh, athletic director had a meeting with the players to see if they wanted to play their bowl game against Illinois, and the players decided they wanted to play it. Yeah, I don't think Mike Leach would want them to forego that. No, and he, I think he was like a hidden gem too. He was a, he was a, what like Texas Tech originally. Yeah, I got fired. And Washington then went, State. went up to Washington State. Uh, who was a the quarterback they had there? I couldn't think of the name. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, they had the old mustache. Jalen Hurts is backup. Yeah. And then U of I uh, losing their defensive coordinator to become the head coach at Purdue. Pretty surprising. Uh, I think Walters did a great job at Illinois this season. Obviously, seven games of their 12, they held the opponent to 10 or less points. I don't think Purdue fans expected this to be the guy that they hire, but he's young, knows the Big Ten, I mean, great defensive mind. I'm sure none of nobody at Purdue thought that their head coach was leaving either. True. For Louisville, of all places, yeah. Uh, college football awards. Uh, you had the Heisman Winner was Caleb Williams, quarterback USC. Maxwell was also Caleb Williams, USC. Walter Camp, player of the year, Caleb Williams, USC. The Home Depot Award, the coach of the year, Sonny Dykes, TCU, his first year there. Uh, Doke Walter, running back of the year, was Bajan Robinson of Texas. Uh, Davey O'Brien, National Quarterback Award. Max, is it Dugan or Duggan? I don't know. I think it's probably Duggan, but I don't know. I'm going to go Duggan, TCU. John United's Golden Arm Award, Outstanding Senior Quarterback, Max Duggan, TCU. I'm surprised 30-year-old Stetson Bennett didn't get the Outstanding Senior Quarterback Award because I'm sure people definitely think that he belonged on the Heisman stage with with the other three. That made a lot of sense. No, let's not, let's not put Hendon Hooker on there just because he got hurt. I mean, he was elite for 10 games, but whatever. Stupid how that works. Uh, let's put the 35-year-old on there, who's probably about to win another championship. Anyway, the Blitnikoff Outstanding Wide Receiver, Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee, and the John Mackey uh, Award for Outstanding Tight End, I believe it's Brock Bowers, Georgia. And I will say this, I think he's probably the best tight end in the country, but I don't think that he deserved this award the most. That's just me. That's where we're at. Who do you All think right. got it? I'm, I can't. I couldn't think of his name. That's why I didn't say it. But uh, there's another tight end out there that had better numbers. And there was like 15 more awards I could have wrote down. But yeah. it was getting crazy. We've all we've all seen enough, you know. Yeah. Right. The best defensive player was the dude from Alabama, who's their defensive tackle or Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Soon to be top five pick. Uh, all right, let's get into the picks here. Um, I went ten and nine last week. I went twelve and seven. Announced it six twenty three and five oh three. I am six thirteen four eighty five. Uh, I was one and one in the NBA, and I shoot with my gut and took it, taking the Spurs uh, two and zero in hockey. Lost the Navy, which speaking of that, right after the game. The athletic director of Navy fired Navy's head coach, Ken Numalabalabadulo. Uh, four and two in college basketball and three and five in the NFL. I meant to write down um, college basketball. I was one, two, three, four. 
five. Yeah, got it. All right. Let's do now. We do the uh, NBA for tonight. Yeah, NBA. I got the Mavs minus two and a half over the Cavs, and the Heat minus two and a half over the Thunder. I have the Cavs plus two and a half at the Mavs, and the Clippers minus six and a half against the T Wolves. NHL. I got the Penguins minus 110 over the Panthers and the Canadians minus 140 over the Ducks. I got the Leafs minus 120 at the Rangers and the Golden Knights minus 205 at the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are just. See, I try totally... staying away from those high. Well, the Golden, I, I wanted to make a statement here that the Blackhawks are trending so far downward that I'm just going to pick against them because. They're terrible. I know. I'm just saying, if people are actually picked that, they got to put yeah. two hundred down to win. But it's like a guarantee. I mean, I think that Vegas will probably win this game seven to two or something. You could have an alternate puck line of like. There, day, I thought the, I thought the Bruins are going to lose to the Knights. I'm like, are the Knights just is Bruce Cassidy got something on the Bruins, and then they came back and beat them. Well, Bruce Cassidy, you know, doing a good job over there, so. Where do you want to go? You want to go college hoops or you can go NFL? Let's do college hoops. Uh, Thursday, I have out of the Big West, I have Santa Clara over UC Irvine. And the Mountain West, I have Utah State over Westminster. I have Santa Clara as well. And then I have Seattle over Oregon State. Uh, Friday, I have uh, Xavier over Georgetown and Murray State over Austin P. I have another Big East game. I have Creighton over Marquette. Creighton's lost five in a row, I believe, and they need to get back on track. A preseason top ten team. And then I have Florida Gulf Coast over a dis like a just a really really tough spot for St. Bonaventure. So I'll take Florida Gulf Coast over them. They're just rosters demolished from last season, so not good. And a loaded Saturday slate, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I have Virginia Tech over Grambling and UConn over Butler. I have Arizona over Tennessee and UCLA over Kentucky. Some of the big dogs. There's like four or five ranked games, I think, on Saturday. So because yeah, you get the CBS even, Sports thing. Yeah, there's even what North Carolina against um, Ohio State. Yeah, and then you have Alabama playing Gonzaga, and it's being played in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, big week for. Uh, for UCLA, they have Maryland tonight and then Tennessee on Saturday. So we're going to find out a little bit more about them. It's nice seeing Gonzaga not playing a lot of home games. They're actually getting road games away from the West Coast. Yeah, it's been a tough schedule for them, I, I, no doubt. I mean, the the Purdue game was a neutral site, but that was West Coast. Xavier and Baylor, the same thing. But, you know, playing Alabama, a bit of a different spot to be in. On the road against an Alabama team that's surging. They've won four straight, including Houston, Memphis, and North Carolina. They all beat. So that'll be an interesting game for sure. Uh, now we do the NFL. On Thursday night football, you have the 49ers at the Seahawks. 49ers, three-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners. I just think they're better. And the Seahawks are just probably trending downward at this point. I'm going to take the Niners as well. Though I did think it might be a field goal game, but we'll see. Uh, my five games, which there are some Saturday games this week. 
Yeah. I have the Cowboys minus four over the Jags, the Panthers minus three over the Steelers, the Lions plus one over the Jets, the Raiders plus one over the Patriots, and the Cardinals plus three over the Broncos. I'm taking the Colts minus four at the Vikings, Dolphins minus seven or plus seven at the Bills, uh, Jets minus one against the Lions, Cardinals plus three at the Broncos, and Cowboys minus four at the Jags. Uh, Sunday Night Football, you have the Giants at the Commanders. Commanders are a four-and-a-half point favorite. Mm, I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, I've been on the train that the Commanders are not as good as they appear. And I don't think the Giants are either, which they haven't appeared to be good for a while. But I'm taking I'm take, the Giants. I'm taking the Commanders. Just They just came off a bye week. So they had a little time to rest, recover. Giants got a revenge spot, though. Not a revenge spot, but a bounce-back spot. They got – well, it could be a revenge. I mean, these two teams tied two weeks ago, and the Giants are coming off a game where they got absolutely blasted at home against the best team in the league, but they got blasted. 48 yeah. points in the NFL is no joke. Which could have helped Washington be able to watch that game and get a little more scouting on what things they can do. Chase Young likely to be back as well. Yeah. I'm taking the Giants. Really no reason, but I'm going to do it. And then Monday Night Football, you have the Rams at the Packers. Packers are a seven-point favorite. Yeah, don't love this spread, uh, but the last time Baker was at Lambeau was Christmas last year. He threw, what, four picks, five picks? Rams are not good. Packers are getting Romeo Dobbs back. Uh, Packers know that they're still alive, so I would hope that they would come to play. The Rams in cold-weather spots at Lambeau historically have not been great the last few years. I'll take the Packers minus seven, but I don't love it. I'm taking the Rams plus seven. Packers are winning, but not by more than a touchdown. I can see that as well. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next week for the 90th episode. As December rolls on, we will see you next week. Deuces.